Head to netsuite.com slash briefing now for their one-of-a-kind flexible financing program. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Friday, January 27th. I'm not sure, and I mean this sincerely, the news could have been any better. That was President Joe Biden on Thursday talking about the economy. And if you listen carefully, you can begin to hear the contours of a re-election message. As we noted in our brand new CNN poll out this week, the economy is issue number one for Americans, and dominantly so. So it should not surprise you uh, that Joe Biden is trying to meet Americans where they are on the economy. And that's why the president went not too far from the White House this week out into suburban Virginia to make a claim that he has worked to bring the economy back from the dismal shape it was in immediately in the aftermath of COVID. So let's break down some of the new economic numbers out this week. First and foremost, it seems like the Fed's aggressive interest rate hikes may be working to cool inflation. The Fed's favorite inflation indicator out today showed prices rose at a slower pace last month than the month before. This is the Personal Consumption Expenditures Price Index, or PCE. It rose by 5% from a year ago in December. That's lower than November's annual increase of 5.5%. That is according to the Commerce Department, and that is good news. But remember, The Fed's target for PCE is 2%. So we still have a ways to go here. Some more financial news to be optimistic about. Consumer spending fell a bit from November to December, and mortgage rates fell slightly this week, too. These reports come as the Fed will meet next week for its first policymaking meeting of the year. Economists and investors are expecting the Fed to raise its benchmark rate by just a quarter of a point signaling another downshift following a spree of blockbuster rate increases last year. So the Fed may indeed take the approach that the medicine it has been applying to the economy is working and that they no longer need to apply as an aggressive course of that medication to the American economy. On Thursday, President Biden went to a union hall in Northern Virginia, and he touted the economic progress that he believes his administration is responsible for here in this country. And that's the thing. When you're president, uh, you get to claim credit and take blame on the economy every day. One of the economic indicators uh, that he touted yesterday in Virginia was the gross domestic product. This is the broadest measure of economic activity, and it increased at an annualized rate of 2.9 percent from October to December last year. Economic growth is up stronger than expert expected at 2.9 percent. We're growing. Jobs. Jobs are the highest in American number and the highest in American history. And wages are up. And they're growing faster than inflation. Over the past six months, inflation has gone down every month, and God willing, will continue to do that. And I don't think it's unfair to say that this is all evidence that the Biden economic plan, because y'all, is actually working. Biden is correct in that wages and salaries for civilian workers are up. 
the latest Bureau of Labor Statistics quarterly employment cost index from October showed wages increased by 1.3% in the third quarter and 5.1% over the year ending in September. But it also showed that higher wages did not keep up with inflation. Again, that data were released in October and a newer report is coming out next week. It is that notion of wages not keeping pace with inflation that is the crux of what Americans are feeling in their everyday. If prices are higher and their wages aren't quite able to stretch across these higher prices, that's the pain point for most Americans. As far as the job market is concerned, though, the unemployment rate is tied for its lowest level since 1969, and first-time claims for unemployment benefits have been quite low. As I said, if you listen to the president's remarks carefully, you hear the contours of a re-election message taking shape. Not only is he touting his economic agenda, but he's drawn the contrast with Republicans who he is saying will actually take the country back to a worse economy than the one that exists now. Now we've got to protect those gains. We've got to protect those gains that our policies have generated. Protect them from the MAGA Republicans in the House of Representatives who are threatening to destroy this progress. Biden dipped into the well that Democrats use uh, time and again to try and scare up support among the public, which is to warn of potential cuts to Social Security and Medicare if Republicans are given the keys to the store. They have the House of Representatives now, and Biden makes the argument uh, that Republicans want to cut those treasured programs that so many Americans rely on. No, this is the God's truth. It's almost unbelievable. And beyond that, they're actually threatening to have us default on the American debt, a debt that's been accumulated over 230 years. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy was on Fox Business on Wednesday, and he pushed back on this notion that he is at all interested in cutting Social Security or Medicare benefits. None of that is true. And that's the bad part here, that the first administration said they won't negotiate, and then they want to play politics. Why are they so afraid to sit down to find where you can eliminate waste? Senator Joe Manchin was on CNN this morning talking about his meeting with Kevin McCarthy yesterday on Capitol Hill, where they are looking to find some common ground about how to negotiate around spending cuts, controlling the debt, uh, so that there can be an increase in the debt limit. Therefore, America doesn't default on its debt. And it was interesting because Manchin told my colleague Caitlin Collins this morning that McCarthy was adamant that he would not cut Social Security or Medicare benefits for current beneficiaries, people currently receiving those benefits. What was not as clear is if there could potentially be cuts for future beneficiaries of Social Security and Medicare. As for that looming debt ceiling debate that is going to be with us for the next many months. Mitch McConnell once again asserted that the U.S. won't default, though he doesn't elaborate on exactly how we get from here to there, meaning ensuring that and raising the debt ceiling. Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer called on the House of Representatives to show its cards. I say to my Republican colleagues, if you want to talk about deep cuts, then you have an obligation, an obligation to show the American people precisely what kind of cuts are you talking about. And it became official today that Joe Biden's going to have a new man in charge of the West Wing as he prepares to embark upon this potential re-election bid for 2024. 
The White House released Ron Klain's formal letter of resignation to the president. Now, remember, Ron Klain's been serving as chief of staff for these last two years and has been serving Biden in government over the last many decades, one of his closest aides that Biden is now losing to the outside. No doubt Ron Klain will still be in his ear. But Jeff Zients, uh, the man who used to be in the Biden administration in charge of the COVID-19 response and implementing the vaccination program and the like, he is now being hired to replace Ron Klain as the chief of staff in the White House, a White House that is about to enter its most concerted political season if indeed Joe Biden decides to run again. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. And if you like the show, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. CNN Political Briefing is a product of CNN Audio. Abby Swanson is our executive producer. Greg Peppers is our supervising producer. Fez Jamil is our senior producer. Our episodes are produced by Krista Bowe and Taylor Gogano. We'll be back Monday. Over 37,000 companies have already made the move to NetSuite. Backed by popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com briefing. netsuite.com briefing.